Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. KCBS Radio, original podcasts. Hi, I'm Monica. Hi, Monica. I'm Matt. Nice to meet you. Thanks for having us out here. Welcome. What makes you interested in coming to the cemetery this time of year? Oh, I mean, I don't know. A couple of things come to mind. I wouldn't mind... Wouldn't mind all your best ghost stories. <laughs> From KCBS Radio, this is Bay Current. I'm Matt Pittman. And I'm at the Holy Cross Cemetery in Colma, the small town that sits just south of Daly City, about a 25-minute drive from SF. And it felt right to hang out at a cemetery with Halloween coming up. One of those get-in-the-spirit kind of vibes. Cemeteries are full of history. They're really just full of stories. It's like walking through a library. Everybody here has a story. Some of them are very famous. Some of them we know. Some of them we're still discovering. And rather than ghost stories or ghoulish encounters, what I got was about the coolest history lesson I've had in a long time. The cemetery opened in 1887, and it opened really in response to the fact that the cemeteries in San Francisco were starting to fill up. Uh, And, of course, later on, they were all eventually closed and relocated. That's Monica Williams, director of cemeteries with the Archdiocese of San Francisco Catholic Cemeteries. And that's right. Holy Cross Cemeteries here in Colma has been around since 1887. And it's the final resting place for some of the most influential figures in the history of San Francisco and California. This is a monument to former Governor Brown, former Governor Brown's father, uh, and next to the Aliotto family. Mayor Joseph Aliotto, and there it is on the, yeah. on the headstone, Mayor of San Francisco, 1968 to 76. This is uh, the tomb of Michael Henry DeYoung. I was just, we walked about, saw the name, I was just about <laughs> to ask if this said any uh, Yeah, so relation. of course there were two brothers, the yeah. founders of the Chronicle, uh, and if you know their masthead, uh, quite often we'll say the name Tyriot as well. Uh, marriage uh, continued ownership and operation of the Chronicle. Charles, his brother, is next door at the neighboring cemetery, uh, but Michael was here, and uh, his tomb here, this mausoleum, was actually designed by the same architect who designed his original building, not even the last de Young oh, Museum, wow. but the one just prior to that. Because, of course, Michael de Young was very involved in the um, exposition in Golden Gate Park and yeah. bringing that all to fruition. 
Um, May Nolan uh, was the first elected woman to Congress from California. She succeeded her husband. She took her husband's seat. John okay. Nolan? Mm-hmm. First ever woman elected to Congress from California. the state of California. Well, boy, did she ever blaze a trail. <laughs> I mean, really? Interestingly, she, um, she was not a particularly, she didn't think of herself particularly as a pioneering woman. She uh, assumed her husband's seat and then ran on her own right uh, and then got out of politics. The story of this cemetery and the many cemeteries here in Colma starts around the turn of the century. This is the oldest, opening in 1887. Several others would follow suit in the coming years. Colma quickly became a cemetery town, out of necessity, thanks to the politics of a rapidly growing San Francisco. In 1900, the city and county of San Francisco passed an ordinance banning burials. The city land was just too valuable and shouldn't be wasted on the dead, but used for the living. By 1914, eviction notices were going out to San Francisco's cemeteries, who had to remove their bodies and monuments and find a new place for them. The train headed south, out of SF, ran right through Colma. That made transporting remains, headstones, and monuments easy. Once it was obvious that San Francisco was no longer going to have the luxury to have enough space to support cemeteries, south was the way to go. And out here, when Archbishop Reardon purchased the about 300 acres of land that we own today, this was ranch area. This was Rancho Burry Burry. Hmm. It was potato land, crop land. And people really thought he was a little crazy. Who would come all the way down here? It wasn't even called Colma at the time. It wasn't incorporated as a city. There were no cars, let Mm -hmm. alone 280. Uh, And so people thought he was absolutely mad to try to locate a cemetery so far away from where people lived, considering at the time how how much of a Sunday activity visiting a cemetery was. But people would get on the streetcars and get on the trains and they came down and uh, here we are in 2021, um, still an incredibly busy, active cemetery. All right. So we're now walking, we're up on the grass. And this whole open area over here where you don't see any headstones, this was where the final removals were made from Calvary Cemetery in San Francisco. So Calvary Cemetery existed from about 1863 uh, up to the early 1900s, and it was the Catholic cemetery serving the city of San Francisco proper. It was up on that Lone Mountain area where the, the big four cemeteries that they called them were. It's where Kaiser Hospital is right now. Okay. What happened when the cemeteries began to move was that everyone was given the opportunity to find new family plots in the new cemeteries. And then when a death occurred, quite often what would happen is they would remove their family members from the San Francisco cemeteries and inter them in the new plots in Colma. There were a lot of people who had no family left who were unable to be reached over the years. And so when the cemetery finally had to close, there was a systematic removal of any graves that had been left. And those people are buried right here. So this whole area where there are no headstones, where it's just essentially a large grassy field, how many are buried underneath? There is uh, an inscription. Oh, is that what this right on the marker? This is okay. a memorial to 
all of those who were part of the general removal uh, from Who were essentially buried without... Uh, a marker. Without a marker. So this is their central marker. Uh, we have all of their names. We have all of their records. We have their Calvary records as oh, well. Wow. But 39,307 uh, remains were left at Calvary for I'll us to, re- to bring. I'll read off of, of this marker here. Interred here are the remains of 39,307 Catholics moved from Mount Calvary Cemetery in 1940 and 1941 by order of the San Francisco Board of Supervisors, rest in God's loving care. 39,307. Again, they aren't marked. There, are, there is no headstone, no marker, but you do have those records. That's interesting. How, do people come and look for information on, on these folks? We have a lot of requests for genealogy research mm. uh, from as recently as a couple of years ago to all the way back to the Calvary records. And one of the things that's really helpful to us is that we still have all of the Calvary ledgers, the handwritten ledgers of every name who were interred in Calvary, and the original ledgers from Holy Cross and Colma. And those in that beautiful old handwriting will reflect their name, where they were well born. well over 100 years, 150 years old. Yes. It, it, at it's least. It's really a historic treasure for us. Wow, that's wild. Among the many famous of San Francisco's buried or interred at Holy Cross in Colma, one draws visitors from all over the U.S. year-round. Joe DiMaggio came off the sandlot of San Francisco to blast his way into baseball's Hall of Fame and capture the imagination of all America. The legendary New York Yankee slugger Joe DiMaggio. Known to most for his all-time Major League record hitting streak of 56 games and his brief marriage to Marilyn Monroe. But around here... Jolton Joe is remembered as a native son. He was born in Martinez, but San Francisco was home. He grew up in North Beach, attended Galileo High School, and before becoming one of the greatest New York Yankees of all time, he was the biggest star to ever play for the San Francisco Seals of the Pacific Coast League. Ah, and here it is. We are coming up on it. Wow. Above a cross with a rose and thorns is the name DiMaggio. And there he is, Joseph Paul DiMaggio, November 25th, 1914, March 8th, 1919. Grace, dignity, and elegance personified. And a small assortment of baseballs there's a yankee hat two american flags wow imagine it's like this all year where people have brought a baseball imagine you've got a collection of yankee hats somewhere here (laughs) on the premises people bring uh, as you can see a lot of baseballs Uh, we find bats here hats um, baseball cards Uh, We'll periodically clean them off, um, especially after a storm where they'll all get kind of muddy and and water-soaked. But it's a really great tribute. Uh, I gave a tour to a Boy Scout troop one year, and when we got here, they had brought a baseball that they signed from their troop. So all the kids had signed it, and they left it for him. It's really cool. We have a lot of, um, obviously, baseball fans who come to visit here, a lot of New York fans who come. Had a gentleman come uh, one day bringing his son. He was visiting from New York. He said, I couldn't go home without going to see Joe. 
Mm. Now this is, I mean, he's right off of one of the drives. This is a, a pretty prominent plot. There's a lot of space in front of him that is not occupied. I imagine that's probably by design. I mean, how did how did this come to be the, the place where Joe DiMaggio, Jolton Joe, was laid to rest? His brother Dom DiMaggio was responsible Another for that. former Major League ball player. Yes. So he was responsible for, for getting this uh, nice prominent location then, I, it sounds like. So the DiMaggio family is here at Holy Cross. Uh, his mom and dad and his brother are in the mausoleum. There are a couple other family members here as well. Uh, but Dom decided he wanted a specific place for Joe. Mm-hmm. And this plot looks directly across at the priest plot. He thought that was particularly appropriate given the uh, family's Catholic roots. Right. Um, Joe was buried out of Saints Peter and Paul in, in North Beach. He also worked on the design of this monument specifically. So that design of the cross with the rose was a custom design made for Joe DiMaggio. It reflects that rose, harkens back to his gift of roses that he sent to Marilyn Monroe's resting place for so many years. And on either side of the marker, those are rosemary bushes. And if if Shakespeare rings a bell, rosemary is for remembrance. Hmm. It's also called Our Lady's Plant because it blooms a blue flower, and typically in our tradition, uh, Our Lady is represented with uh, wearing a blue garment. Fascinating. I'm going to get up close a little bit and just check out some of these baseballs. I'm not going to touch them. I'll leave those for Joe. But yeah, you can see one has got some sort of writing on it indicating these folks were from Texas. Quite a few of these balls are the official baseballs that are used in in the the major leagues. So, you know, no one's just going out and picking a baseball out of their garage or going to get the cheapest one. They're putting some thought into it. One is marked Go Giants. I think Joe would probably agree. He was from San Francisco, after all. We came across another interesting person. This one's very much alive. It's Kelly Benias, the cemetery's operations manager. He's worked here since 1982, 39 years. It still has that small-time feel in, in coma, and it's it's very uh, tran- tranquil to work here because you're away from the big city hustle and bustle, cars, you know, carbon monoxide fumes from the cars, things like that. So it's very soothing to, to actually work here. It's been a long time. And for residents of coma, walking the beautiful manicured grounds amid the quiet tranquility is part of what they enjoy about calling coma home, like Heather. So I come here every day, at least once a day for the past three years. Um, My dogs don't get along with other dogs and the majority of dog parks in the area are off leash. So it's a great place for me to be able to walk them. They can um, have green grass. It's more green grass than anywhere else in San Francisco with the exception of golf courses. Um, There's coyotes, there's ducks, there's there's a lot of wildlife here. There's a lot of people that like to come and bird watch here on the weekends because of the hawks and everything. But it's just super peaceful. It's flat. Nobody bothers us. There's not a lot of cars. Um, there's not a lot of other dogs, and they can sit in the grass, and uh, nobody bothers them. And it's always really safe here. The maintenance is always driving around, so we feel safe. So sure, maybe I was kind of hoping for some spooky ghost tales and legends handed down over the years. Maybe I'd hear whispers from the departed between the columns and rows of mausoleums and monuments. Instead, what I got was one of the more peaceful, relaxing experiences I can remember. 
I think people would be very disappointed that it's not spooky at all. It's, there's a rather uh, peaceful thing about it. Uh, it's, it is a beautiful day. We are here in <laughs> broad daylight. So working, do you find yourself working here just coming out taking strolls on a day like today where it's beautiful, it's not too hot, it's not too cold, it's quite literally perfect? This is really a lovely place to work, uh, and it's nice to go out on your lunch hour or break and just take a quick walk. Uh, my family is all buried here, so sometimes I'll oh, go really? say hello. Oh, really? You left out part of it? You, that's called, <laughs> we call that burying the leaf. So tell me about that. Tell me how, how long, uh, how far back uh, your family members that are here, how, how far back do they go? Um, so on my dad's side, their family came to San Francisco in 1849 during the gold rush. So we go back that far. And that would be six generations. And they are mostly all in the same plot together. Wow. Now is... A couple of years ago, I had my nieces uh, come to visit. And we went. I went to show them that family marker. And so... That was then seven generations of the family, all there. Right there. And that was a really a kind of a great snapshot for me to have because it really shows the importance of cemeteries, of how those are central places where you can tell your family story. Yeah. Will you be buried here? I will. I will be in that plot. Was that weird of me to ask? No. I didn't think so. I mean, this, you're, you're, a, you're a professional. Um, a lot of people feel weird asking questions about death and things like that. I think I, people do. Um, mm-hmm. For some people, it's just really something that they've never had to encounter. Mm-hmm. Um, or it's been something that when they've encountered, it's been traumatic. Or it's been kind of a hush-hush thing not to talk about. But um, death is something that has happened to every person on the earth. So it's something that we really have to wrap our heads around. Mm-hmm. And the healthier of an attitude we have when we're talking with our children, with our family members, with our friends about it, the easier it is to have that conversation when you have to have the conversation. Yeah. And when you can put it in the context of your family history and your legacy, your legacy of community, of family, of faith, it makes it a little easier to talk about it. Well, Monica, thank you so much for your time for literally walking with me and strolling, holding a mic and doing this. That This was just one of the coolest things I've done, I've done in a long time. And I think a lot of that speaks to your, um, your research, your knowledge that you've done. So thank you so much for sharing with me. Absolutely my pleasure. I love the stories that are here. I love the history of the area. And I really encourage people to come out, not just for Halloween to the cemetery, but come out throughout the year. Come out to remember people. Come out to learn their stories. Come out for a nice walk. It's a reflective place. It's a beautiful place. You'll learn something. You'll come away enriched. Thank you, Monica. Bay Current is a production of KCBS Radio in San Francisco. Writing, narration, production, and sound design by me, Matt Pittman. This episode was produced by Sydney Fishman and me. Follow Bay Current on Twitter, at Bay Current, and subscribe to the podcast on the Odyssey app, Spotify, and wherever you listen. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours 
and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. <laughs> 